Hi. Hey. Welcome back to Chronically Authentic. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm a little. I'm a little mashed up. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we're aware of that. Matt and I were we were listening to something the other day, and it was talking about beauty. Do you remember? Yeah, it was talking about um, having beauty on the inside, and a lot of times people say that as like this flowery saying for, you know. Oh, well, you know, at least she's beautiful on the inside. And I had interrupted the whatever we were listening to. I paused it and was like, I have a thought on that. Mm -hmm. Because most women, ladies, check me here if I'm wrong, but like most women have an inner dialogue of their worst critic, their harshest friend, mm -hmm. the meanest person they know resides in their own head. And they always have something mean or nasty or degrading to say. I feel like that's really common amongst women. I don't think it's just women. Can you give me the man's perspective of that? Yeah, a lot of the times, at least from my perspective as a man, I can feel like I'm not providing enough or I'm not masculine enough. I'm not macho enough. That's just my perception on that. And it's just insecurities that I've built up over the course of like my lifetime, uh, like when I was a kid and a teenager and things like that. And I'm aware that not every man feels that way, but a lot of times I do. I feel like I don't fit in sometimes. Fit in with me, friend. Well, yeah, we always have each other. That's nice. <laughs> it wasn't always that way, but I know what you're saying about women, though. Like, I feel like women have it a lot harder than men because there's always this comparison going on and things like that. So it brought up the phrase you know, beauty is only skin deep, right? Yeah. Cause it's what inside it's what's inside that matters. But does that really hold true if the mindset is like that harshest critic, like I said? Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk about that today. But like I was saying how a lot of us and Matt has now brought in the male perspective of that negative self-talk internally and what that really sounds like really like you said it really just comes down to insecurity mm -hmm. it's a lack of self-love where does that come from i mean i'm pretty sure it varies from the individual but um it could be just a form of a barrier between your own self-worth your own appreciation for who you are it could be an echo of traumatic voices past. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of places that it comes from, but really more so because I function in the world of how do we get out of those dark places internally? Um, that's more so what I want to talk about. I'm not a doctor. I can't clinically say why things are the way they are in someone's brain. You think it has something to do with people here and over and over like throughout their younger lives that they're not good enough or they're this or they're that like they're a nerd they're weak they're shy or too shy you think hearing things like that for a lot of your life like makes you like really believe that after a while yeah i i do i think who we are as people is very deeply influenced by our thoughts and our thoughts come from many places and the majority of which are from those around us you hear something so say matt said to me like i don't like your hair today well i'm gonna internalize him telling me that and i'm gonna start 
I mean, there was that one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to start to like internalize that one thing that he said. And maybe it wasn't that I was having a bad hair day. Maybe I just had a piece of hair sticking up in a weird place. And I just took the word like what he was saying as this big negative thing. And then I internalize that dialogue and start using that one thing to just tear away at myself and let that dialogue internally be okay. I think that that just becomes how we start speaking to ourselves internally. And that stuff starts at a young age. I mean, I can recall times from when I was like in elementary school and kids would like make fun of me on the playground because I wore like no name brand shoes because, you know, we weren't the richest family when I was growing up. And those little things stuck with me like a lot. And I definitely internalized a lot of that and felt feelings of guilt and shame around things that really didn't even matter because mm -hmm. they don't define who I was or who I am now. All of those things that I mentioned, like nerd and weak and not masculine, like those are all the stuff. Those are literally things that I heard when I was growing up and uh, was like going, moving to new schools and things like that. And that stuff became like who I identified as, as like a teenager is I really didn't think that I was good enough. And so, you know, while people saw an outside that might have looked healthy because like I was a relatively normal and fit teenager on the inside that internal um what did you call it um dialogue the internal dialogue wasn't good and so when people use terms like beauty is on the inside i wasn't feeling that you know quote beautiful about myself back then i really had to develop that and like let it grow and work on that sort of stuff i you know when i think about when i was a kid you know i always someone always had something to say about how i looked and it made me uncomfortable because I had a lot of that negative inner self talk because of just a lot of different reasons. And I never really learned until I was well into my thirties, how to challenge negative thoughts and, you know, really in a sense, like check the validity, like, is that a true thought mm -hmm. is what I am hearing in my brain actually the truth it took me a long time to really learn how to stop in the moment when i'm saying mean things to myself because we are like i said earlier like our worst critic we will say the meanest things to ourselves and the biggest thing that really helped me overcome saying really mean things to myself was i would write it down yeah i would journal about it and i would in my journal i would write I said this to myself today and I would challenge it with three things of why that's not true. Um, a bit for me personally, just kind of peel a layer back and open up about that a little more. Like I used to call myself stupid, like even just like, like a haha, -ha, like in passing, like, Oh, that was dumb. Those little things that you say, like you're training your brain that those little digs at yourself are okay to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm not stupid, not stupid at all. I'm not even dumb in the slightest. Um, so those are things like I would stop and I would write them down in my journal and be like, I called myself dumb again today. And here's three reasons why that's not true. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, after my surgery, I really struggled with how I looked on the outside and the inside would constantly be talking about how bad the outside looked and the insecurity that I really, that's what it was. And that was what I would write down. I said something mean about how I looked today 
or when I looked in the mirror, I had a negative thought about how I look today. You know, what's interesting is you could have like five people throughout the day say like how beautiful you look or how your hair looks or like they, they like your outfit. But if you really don't believe that on the inside, that don't mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many times you would do that to me? <laughs> yes. I would have like, so back around like after I had my surgery and I was just wallowing around the house, Matt had wrote this really sweet, kind message on the mirror. You did that on the mirror in our, in the spare bathroom. And, uh, I would look at it and like, I would feel the message where, and at the end of it, he was like, you're beautiful. And like, I would feel the message and I felt good reading it. But when I got to the end at the beautiful part, it made me angry. And it like kind of took the kindness away from the message because my brain just wasn't in alignment with the words that he was, because it didn't matter what he said. I didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Anyway, we could literally sit here all night talking about the many different ways that we can find to beat ourselves up internally with that negative self-talk and the self-doubt. But I always want to give you things that are practical tools to take away of how you can get out of that place. First and foremost for me was the journaling, like talking about it, writing it down, getting those thoughts out of my head and then challenging them. Um, Another method that I've seen recently that I actually really like, I didn't use this personally, but I really like the idea is um, wearing a rubber band around your wrist. And anytime you have one of those self-depreciating negative thoughts, you snap the rubber band because you're training. It's like a physical response to a negative thought and you're retraining your brain to not think that way about yourself. And consider that one. Yeah, I love that. Um, Another way to really overcome that too is taking care of yourself. That's what I was going to say. What that looks like. It could look like bettering your nutrition mm -hmm. because when we eat good, we feel good. When we feel good, we think good. Mm -hmm. It could be going for a walk and just getting outside and getting some fresh air. That is like the best thing for your mental health is getting some fresh air. If it's sunny outside, it's like a double dose of greatness. Mm -hmm. Um, working out that to me that's the number one i'm like getting your heart rate up getting a little bit of a sweat on get those endorphins going oh yeah you feel like you're on top of the world i am yeah <laughs> can i add one sure i think being around like like-minded good-hearted smart people who are doing good things can also put you in a good place because you see other people that are happy and it's not like a um just because you're not there don't mean that you can't be a part of that crowd or have some of that rub off on you and there's been many times when I found myself like down in the dumps or I wasn't having like a good day. And you just get around people who are like in a good vibe and your mood kind of comes up a little bit. You don't need to match it by any means or be a part of that, but it can rub off a little bit. I, I agree with that. It's mm -hmm. like, have you ever been around someone who's in a bad mood? It's not fun. No, yeah. but being around people in good moods is great. Yeah. When sometimes when you're around people who are in too good of a mood, it doesn't really work. But, but we follow... A uh, doctor online named Doc Amen who has a really interesting thought or who has some really interesting like inputs on negative thoughts and he calls it ants. What is that again? So people in general, we have a tendency when something happens to automatically think something negative. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the, the ants is automatic negative thoughts and his whole 
he's a world-renowned psychiatrist, by the way. One of his treatment methods is the extermination of the ants and stopping the negative thoughts. The rubber band is one of those really? tactics of his. Oh, yeah, actually, that's okay. where that came from. It's yeah. actually his thing. I know, yeah. And I love it when he says, you don't have to believe every stupid thing your brain thinks. Mm -hmm. Your brain, believe it or not, lies to you. Your brain is designed to protect you. And so it will actually create scenarios to help protect you when they actually happen. That's yeah. what your primitive brain does. Um, it's kind of like the best reference for that to, to kind of put it into perspective of a relatable thing that you could take away like at home. You ever be like outside and out of your, your corner of your eye in the peripheral vision, you see a hose and your brain thinks it's a snake and you your your adrenaline releases, your heart goes up and you jolt. That's the same thing. Your brain lied to you. It's not a snake. And so when you have those thoughts that come in, it's an automatic negative response. Cortisol gets released. You start getting tense and you're jumpy and you're angry. You don't have to do that. Sometimes you just have to really take a breath and be like, I'm not going to react and really learn and train yourself to not be so reactive to things. Um, and like I said earlier, one of the biggest things for that is what are you doing to work on that every single day? Yeah. You got to find these little tools like we're talking about that help you get out of that place. Mm -hmm. And the quicker you can get out of it, the quicker you can like move on with your life and not live in it. Hey, it's a lifelong practice. Yeah. Working on your brain. I mean, it's the most important organ in your body, yet it's also the most ironic and rudest and crappiest friend ever rude and crude yeah <laughs> but the work has been worth it like i was in such a negative mindset like you know four or five years ago and i feel so much better now that i started doing these little things like journaling and doing more fitness and walking more like it really does like just feel better period there's just something that just takes that weight off of you when you realize that the things that you are really insecure about this is going to change your life. Nobody else cares about. And the people that do care about those things, they're just projecting their own insecurities onto you. Then it's not your responsibility. One of the biggest things that I took away from therapy that I say to this day, I'm working on having less of an opinion on that. And I've had to start saying that in reference to my own negative thoughts. I'm working on having less of an opinion on whatever the negative thought is. Because if I don't have an opinion on it, I don't have a reason to have a negative thought because there's no opinion behind the thought. It can't bother you if you have no opinion on it. What do you... Teflon Don. Oh, Teflon Don. I love saying that about mm. one of your old uh, managers. <laughs> yeah. Everything just seemed to roll off of her. She could never get hit with anything. Yeah, it's crazy. That's what I want you to take away from this. Work on having less of an opinion on things that when you really sit down and if you were to write out all of the things that mattered, whatever that is that's bothering you or that you're saying internally that has nothing to do with you, it's not going to be on that list. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So back to the point of this whole conversation, is it beauty on the inside if the mind ain't right? Let's get the mind caught Let's up. Let's get to the, the mind caught up. And yeah, it all starts and ends in your head. And that it's like I had a call with a client today and, you know, she got emotional and she was saying how 
you know, it, the mindset stuff is literally just like a switch. And her goal was to work on flipping the switch the opposite direction and letting go of this one thing that's holding her back. Mm -hmm. And I got emotional just hearing someone say that because I've been in that place, that switch being stuck in the wrong position. But man, when you flip it, there ain't no going back. Yeah. Because when you know, you know. Change your life. Change your mind, change your life. So short and sweet today. Work on having less of an opinion on those things. And we're on the way to 500 subscribers over on YouTube. Let's go. So crazy. Appreciate you being here and just taking in our perspective and our thoughts into your day and your life. And, you know, love to hear from you down in the comments. Come join the conversation over on Instagram or TikTok or even over on Chronically Authentic, the blog. Would love to hear from you. NikkiBunting.com. Nikki.Bunting on socials. Over and out. See ya. <laughs>